Hey there, Fletch Melthings Overlanding here, and today I'm going to be talking about a topic that's probably going to piss some people off. And uh, I also hope, though, that a lot of you are like, yeah, exactly, well said. And that topic is, is the overlanding scene changing for the worse? Now, what actually made me come up with this idea was an amazing video by a creator called Alex Martini, which I will link in my description down below. He's a car guy. I'm a car guy. And I've kind of seen some of his stuff around. I've watched some of his videos. And I was watching this one where he talked about how the car scene has kind of become really difficult to get into and it's changed a lot over the years. And so that kind of got my juices flowing for the overlanding scene as well. And I've done some about the negativity in social media and things like that before. But today I really wanted to dive into how just the whole overlanding scene is kind of changing for the worse. And what I'm sort of seeing over the last few years and where it's kind of come to now. And then I also want to kind of end with some ideas and or tips for ways that you and I can potentially change this trend, right? And maybe even turn it around. So let's get into how the overlanding scene is changing for the worse. Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, ArmorAll, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on ArmorAll products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at ArmorAll.com. ArmorAll, less work, more clean. Terms apply. So when I first got into overlanding, it was about five years ago, and I randomly stumbled upon it by searching on YouTube, and I found some videos of these amazing you know, trips that these people had taken. I saw Expedition Overland, some of the folks that have been around for a long time, some trail recon stuff, that kind of stuff that had been around for quite a long time. And coming from where I was coming from, I was you know, a mid to late 30s uh, dad of two boys, and I'd kind of been a car guy my whole life, but because of having the kids and stuff, a lot of the cars had gone away. A lot of that sort of joy of, of automotive had kind of gone out of my life. And so I was looking to get back into that, right? But being a little older than when I was younger, I had enjoyed off-roading in a Jeep that I'd had previously. I had a 2000 Jeep Cherokee XJ. And uh, I'd also enjoyed like racing cars and stuff. But then I, as I started to research ways to get into off-roading again, I stumbled across some channels talking about overlanding. And that kind of opened my eyes to something that I had never heard of before, but I've always been a big camper, big car person, uh, big off-roading person. So those kind of all came together in overlanding for me. So I started out with an Xterra, a 2005 Xterra about five years ago and started modding that out. And even at that time, right, like it was just a different sort of environment back then, even four or five years ago, where everyone was really supportive, right? There was a lot of positivity around modifying these vehicles for overlanding. It was such a new thing that a lot of us really didn't know what we were doing and we would just admit it, right? We would just say, hey, I don't know. Uh, here's what I did or hey, check this guy out over here. He did this to his truck. Here's the lift he used. Here's the tires they're running. I tried these and they were great in the snow. You know, whatever that looked like, it was more about sort of supporting people and bringing them in and everybody 
it was new to it, right? It, overlanding really hadn't been around, especially in the U.S. for that long five years ago, and was a relatively new sort of thing. So as I started to learn, I made a lot of mistakes, right? I by no means any sort of an expert. I just have kind of a car guy background, and so I thought I knew what I wanted to do, but I will say that first Xterra was not the most cleanly modified truck, right? It had a lot of holes drilled in it and different experimentation and stuff that I did. It was a less expensive vehicle, so I wasn't terribly worried about it, but looking back on it, there were definitely some decisions that I made that are questionable, and even to this day now, I'm still getting called out on, on old videos, and they're like, why'd you do that? Um, so I totally understand that sort of negativity, I guess, around it. But at the same time, five years ago, it was totally different where it was very positive, a lot of support, a lot of, especially on YouTube, um, which as I started to build this vehicle out, this Xterra, I, and I started to watch more and more overlanding videos. And again, five years ago, there really weren't that many out there. I started to sort of struggle because I'm looking at these folks with, you know, totally modified, heavily modified Toyota trucks that, you know, were provided to them by Toyota. The Expedition Overland folks got a lot of stuff for free because they were a big influence in that space back then. They had a lot of these really cool stuff like the Red Arc um, electronic management systems and Alucab parts. And, you know, there's just all these really high dollar expensive parts. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, okay, this needs to be a daily. So I need to keep it somewhat reasonable so I can take my kids around to like school and stuff like that. But then I really want all that cool stuff too, right? And so I was doing a lot of DIY stuff. I was doing a lot of budget stuff. I was adapting things that weren't really intended for my uses to make them work for my setup. And uh, as I started to do that more and more, I started to see like, there's nothing catering to this out here, right? So then I've, I got the idea to start my YouTube channel four-ish years ago, four and a half years ago. And I never really edited video. I never shot video before. I was using an old iPhone at the time. Um, didn't have any microphones or anything. I was using like free software to edit my videos and stuff like that. So where I started was pretty rough, right? Like it was, I don't encourage you to go back to the early videos and watch them unless you're just really bored because they're, it kind of looks like I'm being forced to record videos in a dungeon in my basement in the dark with no lighting, really poor quality video. And, uh, but you know, I learned a lot. And the thing that was so cool about it, even just four or five years ago was the support, right? I was, I was terrified to throw my stuff out there. I didn't want to be in the videos. The first few videos I made are just like a truck, you know, me holding the phone and like someone else driving my truck or someone else holding my phone and me driving my truck up an obstacle. And that's all I had, right? Because I didn't want to be, I didn't want to put my face out there. I didn't want to be, uh, there for people to just ridicule and destroy being not an expert again, right? Just being a normal guy that wanted to get into overlanding and off-roading. And then I started to do it. And again, even just four or five years ago, things were so much easier for us back then, right? Because like there were so few of us doing overlanding and none of us knew what we were doing that people would come into the comments and be like, hey, great job with this video. You know, I can see what you were trying to do here. or I, I learned this or that was helpful because I was looking at this knife or piece of gear or whatever the case may be, right? People were thankful for it and they were they were excited about the content that someone was was finally kind of catering to like the newer folks, the folks that were just discovering what overlanding was. And that really helped me sort of lock into this YouTube thing and, and decide that it was something that I wanted to do for fun as a sort of side hustle or as just a thing to do to share my experience with people to try and help out newer folks, right? This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. 
With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Now, fast forward a few years, right? And things have kind of changed. And that has created an environment where things are a lot harder for people that are just now getting into overlanding. One, there seems to be this, like, this... Uh, idea that you you need to have social media and you need to do all this stuff. You need to prove to everyone what a badass overlander you are, right? And that is the least important part of overlanding. Of course, a lot of us have it. We want to share our, our experiences and stuff. So I don't want to dissuade you or say, don't start a social media uh, empire or YouTube channel or Instagram or whatever. If you want to do that stuff, do it. What I am saying, though, is don't don't do overlanding as a way to start an Instagram channel or don't you know get into overlanding as a way to try and create a successful YouTube channel. That's not what it's about. It should be about sharing your passion. It should be about sharing education and information with people and, and not trying to be the next big influencer, right? Um, one point that Alex made in that video that I'm linking below that was really, really great and also applied really equally to the overlanding thing is that over the years, as the sort of the car industry, right, the modifications for fast cars and that sort of thing, as that evolved, all of a sudden parts started to get more and more and more expensive, right? People started driving newer and newer and newer vehicles. There was definitely like this push towards everything being more expensive and exclusive, right? The same has happened with overlanding. Think of the overlanding tax, right? We hear this thing all the time where people are like, hey, that shovel that, you know, that is really similar to mine that I got at Lowe's for 40 bucks is $300 on this website. But it says overlanding shovel on it, so it must be better, right? It's really not. I think in a lot of these cases, a lot of this gear, a lot of these the equipment that manufacturers are making and stuff, they're just repurposing stuff that already existed, slapping a couple of things that make it look a little bit more tactical or cool on it, and then calling it overlanding gear. So part of the problem comes from manufacturers. Part of the problem comes from social media, right? Part of the problem comes from all of us just being ever, ever more in a sort of, you know, uh, confrontational mindset when it comes to online and social media, where instead of helping people out, we want to bash people. We want to make ourselves feel good by sort of pooping on, you know, the, the people that have less expensive gear or that try to do their own things. Um, another thing that has kind of become even tougher to do, I feel like, is DIY stuff, right? Um, I'll give you a good example. My wiring in my first Xterra was not great, right? I didn't really want to drill through things. I kind of just ran wires however I could get them to go, zip tied them up behind the dash and whatever. I wasn't trying to be a professional uh, electrician or anything with the truck. And there were multiple videos where I'm like, hey, here's my Wii Boost, right? Here's this thing that I've got and stuff. And I've, I think in that video anyways, and, and you know, the tens of thousands of people that have watched that video and thanked me for like, hey, the thanks for the info, thanks for doing a side-by-side -side comparison showing WeBoost off and WeBoost on, that was good information. The majority of those comments are like, oh man, this guy, this guy shouldn't be wiring anything. Oh, those are the worst. And again, I'm not disagreeing with you. <laughs> My wiring wasn't great. Was it functional? Sure. It worked fine. Did it look good? No. Um, but the preponderance of the comments on that YouTube video are super negative, attacking comments, just saying, I wouldn't let this guy near my truck with a, with a pair of wire snips, you know, or anything like that, which again, hilarious, right? Fine. I don't really care. People can say whatever they want. It doesn't really bother me, but that is what everyone faces, right? As they're newer and they're coming into this hobby, everyone that's new is like, Hey, I'm going to try this thing and I'm going to put it out there for the world and I'm going to share it and try and get feedback. And then most of the time, that feedback, unfortunately, has become extremely negative, right? And it's kind of crushing a lot of newer overlanders. 
Um, that's part of why I started the, the Newbie Overlanders Facebook group, right? And that's grown over the last like year and a half to over 14,000 members, which is awesome. And I'm super excited about that. I want to continue to grow that for both experienced Overlanders and new Overlanders, right? And we need a, we need people from both sides to come together and agree to be, you know, helpful and nice and not trying to just make themselves look cooler than the other person, right? So that's been really positive and I'm excited about that. And I was happy to start that because again, I'm seeing this trend over and over again. Um, but so there, there's a link to that in the description down below. If you're looking for a place to come and hang out where it's going to be more supportive, that would be a great place to start. So definitely check that out. But, you know, there needs to be more like that. The the overlanding USAs of the world, these big groups that are just bash fests where everybody just makes fun of people, right? And I'm going to get some of those comments in this video. And that's fine. If you want to go down that route, go ahead. But I'm trying to appeal to the people that are on the border or that are on the more positive side of that, that want to encourage people to get into this hobby, that want to help people, genuinely help people, right? If they do do something that's dangerous to their vehicle, if the wiring is messy, that's one thing. If the wiring is dangerous, if it is miswired or it doesn't have fuses, you know, or there's different things that are actually dangerous and could cause like a vehicle fire or something like that, of course, point that out. You don't have to be a jerk about it, right? You can be nice and helpful, but we all kind of have to come together to help change the message for new overlanders to be more positive. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So to kind of wrap this up, let's get through the negativity part and to the positivity part, you know, that social media has become extremely toxic and that just seems to be the way that it goes. You know, one thing that's really kind of interesting and Alex points it out in his video too, but I've noticed it in all these overlanding boards is again, a few years ago, a lot of people came on and they said, Hey, I'm not hundred percent sure how to do this, but here's what I'm trying. And what do you guys think about it? They would take feedback. They would adjust. They'd go do the DIY project. and they'd come back and they'd be like, here's what I came up with. And people would be like, that's awesome. Or, Hey, another improvement would be this. If you change this, it could get even better. Or, you know, that kind of thing. And then people would take that and they'd say, Hey, thanks so much for sharing this. I went out and I did it this way. Now here's my video, right? Here's my walk through pictures and, and description that I made. If it helps anyone, here's, you know, a, a forum post that I made about it. And there was a lot of positivity around that stuff. But now the the, the sort of uh, way that people present themselves is they all want to present themselves as experts, right? Someone posts a question saying, should I do a dual battery? And instead of people saying, what are your goals? You know, what are your needs? How long are your trips? Where are you going? You know, that kind of thing. Instead of asking questions and trying to get to the bottom of it, they're like, you never need a dual battery system. Or they're like, you always need a dual battery system. Or why wouldn't you do a dual battery? Everyone is the expert. Right. And it's become really fascinating to me to see all these people. You can read through 100 comments on a post and it's totally an objective opinion based thing. But 90 percent of the answers are this is the only way to do it. And they're all different. Right. They're not there isn't actually one correct way to do a dual battery system or one reason why you would always need a dual battery system. It always is going to be, you know, a variety of factors coming into the decision and you need to know more information before you can make that decision, right? That's one of the reasons why I've always been sort of afraid to put myself out there is because I'm not an expert on most things. Uh, most of my gear stuff that I do, you'll notice, are not reviews. I'm not really saying anything positive or negative about the gear. I'm saying, 
Here's what the gear is. Here's what comes with it. Here's how I intend to use it right here are the features of that piece of gear because I want to just share with you guys like, hey, this is this thing. Here's how much power this fridge draws. Here's how much stuff I can get in this fridge. Here's how, you know, some of the benefits of this compared to the four or five fridges that I've had over the last five years. Here's why I picked this one. I'm just sharing my opinion, right? There's there is no right or wrong. So I'm just sharing my opinion and some facts about a thing. And then I hope that that helps you be able to look at it and say, yeah, this does make sense for my application. This has the type of hinges that I want on a fridge. It has the power consumption that I want. It'll run X days on this battery bank, right? Like that's my hope. But instead, everybody kind of takes it as a, this is the only way to do it. This is the only fridge that you should run. This is the best fridge for overlanding. And there's just no such thing, right? So to, again, to kind of wrap this up, let's talk about how we can support each other, right? You're always going to have those super crazy builds out there. You're always going to have, you know, the big YouTube channels that are going to Africa or Sweden or whatever, like the Exhibition Overlands, right? And they're awesome. I love them. I'm not saying anything bad about them. Great folks, met them in person, they're fantastic people, they make amazing content, they get to go on these amazing trips. We would all probably love to do that. But the reality is for a lot of us, that's not possible, right? And so that being said, when you see people posting online and stuff, before you just go straight to the comments and start dogging on them or making fun of their color choice for their vehicle or the fact that they bought a, a Jeep instead of a Toyota or whatever, just think twice about it and think, how can I be supportive, right? Maybe we can just say, hey, congrats on the new vehicle. You may not agree with it, but you don't have to be negative, right? So that's where I kind of wanted to wrap this one up. Again, check out that video in the description down below because it was awesome. It, it was really kind of opened my eyes and made me think about this stuff a ton. So I hope that this video for the overlanding crowd is as helpful as Alex's was for the car crowd. Um, as always, there are links in the description down below to all my other social channels. Just like this video or this podcast, if you're listening on the podcast, it's a conversation, right? And I want to talk to you guys. So come over to Facebook, Instagram, join the conversation over there. Check out Newbie Overlanders. There's a link in the description down below to that as well. Also a link to my Patreon page where we have a 24-7 Discord and we talk all the time. And then there's a link to my website where I've got stickers and patches and things like that. If you're into overlanding, if you're really passionate about it, there's going to be some funny, cool stuff down there that you may like. So check that out as well. Um, but again, thanks for listening on the podcast. Thanks for watching on YouTube. You guys are awesome. And we'll see you next week.